Hey there, it's Mackenzie, your host of Winning. We're looking for sponsors for the podcast. If you have a business that you would like to promote to thousands of people, send us an email at podcastwinning at gmail.com or send us a message on social media. I cannot wait to hear from you. Now on to the show. Winning is your guide to making it in business. Join our award-winning host and entrepreneur, Mackenzie Kilshaw, and special guests in casual conversations that will educate and inspire you on your business journey. Winning will help you learn the hard lessons the easy way with guidance from celebrated entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's fun. It's informative. It's winning. Hello, everyone. It's Mackenzie Kilshaw, the host of Winning. And today I'm going to dive into the world of business plans. It will be the first of a few mini episodes where I'll give you the real stuff. So business knowledge from someone, that's me, that has lived and breathed the entrepreneurial life and small business. Today I'll go over the business plan, including the executive summary and the business description. And for those of you that love or fear financials, marketing, and the human resources side of your business, stay tuned for those lessons to come in later episodes. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more info on these topics, as well as to be in the know for when the next episodes are released. If you're a new entrepreneur, have just bought a business, or are an existing business that is looking to expand, or you're looking for external funding, then you're going to need a business plan. So grab a pen and paper and get ready to dive into my first ever entrepreneurial business plan. So if you can believe this or not, it was 77 pages long. And my financer told me it was the most comprehensive business plan that he had ever seen. Why? You're probably wondering why was it 77 pages long? Because I wanted to succeed. So I had to cover everything. The good, the bad, the ugly, (laughs) I needed to be prepared for anything that came my way. And by making this plan, I covered a lot of my bases. I started my plan with the statement of confidentiality and non-disclosure agreement, because at the end of the day, business is business. You have to cover yourself and your ideas and ensure that your private information stays that way. Private. It's yours. You own that information. You don't need to share these things for others to use or share, especially ideas and finances too, because they're tricky when people know your financial state. Anytime I share financial information or ideas, I have someone sign an NDA and I've been criticized for it in the past. And honestly, I don't care. (laughs) This is my information and ideas and the smart business move is to have someone sign it. There is a reason why they would not sign it or put up a fuss to do so. And that is a major red flag. So if that happens to you, listen to your instincts and move along. If someone doesn't want to sign an NDA, there is a reason. If they have no problems, they're going to sign it, right? Because they're not going to share your information anyways. So if they don't want to sign it, red flag, walk away. That's a really important thing to know. So a few notes um, as we're going through this. 
my first business was a woman's clothing store. So I'll likely use that in my examples. And when I say they in the episode, I mean your financer, investor, or whoever you're presenting this plan to. And remember, you might actually be doing a presentation or you might be emailing this to them um, and you're not there to tell them any additional information. So make sure that you have everything in there. Hence, 77 pages of a business plan because I emailed it to my financer and I had to wait for him. He had a few questions, um, but I wasn't there to explain anything additionally. So we are going to start with the executive summary. So I always start my business plans with one. It will be a few pages long and it's just what it sounds like. It's a summary of your plans. And I've always written it in paragraph form. So it's kind of like a story or a book so they get the idea of what you're doing. You need to sell your ideas and yourself in the first two pages. Otherwise, I guarantee you, they're not going to get to page 77. If they don't see things they like in the first few pages, that's going to be the end of it. And you're going through all this work. You want them to keep reading. So things to include in the executive summary. Um, and honestly, your info here is going to be a little more general. So if you're talking about finances, it'll be more lump sums and general ideas because you will go into more depth in each section of the plan. And we're going to go through this um, on future episodes. So don't stress too much about knowing exactly what you need in each of these sections. We will talk about that more. So the first thing that you're going to talk about is your products and or services. So what are you offering? What are your items? What is your service? So obviously for me, women, women's clothing store, my offering was women's clothing and accessories. The market. So who is your target market? Who will you sell to? Who will come to your business or use your service? So here you can include gender, age, income, occupation. You can put as much detail really here as you want. So for example, uh, with my clothing store, it was women aged 30 to 60 with a moderate income, a professional occupation living in the neighborhood that my business is going to be. Uh, the third thing that you're going to talk about is your competition. So who are your competitors? And it's okay to list them actually by name or to say there are three main competitors or there are no direct competitors, whatever it is um, that you see as your competition. And remember, this may not just be physical competitors. So it might not just be another woman's clothing store down the street, but it could be online stores or places uh, that are not close to you, but are still competing against you. So how close are they to you? Obviously, that's your location. What do they sell or provide? So are they similar to you? Very different. Obviously, how are you different from them? How are you unique? How do you stand out? So in my store, I offered unique brands and I handpicked every item that I brought into my store. Lots of other stores get things sent to them, um, especially mall stores, right? You go to a chain store and they get what they get. People aren't picking that out. 
Um, the next thing will be operations. So what are your startup costs? How much money do you need to operate once you open? So you here will include renovations of your space, inventory you need to purchase, marketing. The list in operations can be really, really long. Um, and this is where it's so important that you have your finances figured out. Because if you don't know how much money you need, you're going to have a problem getting money. Uh, make sure you include your fixed and variable costs. So fixed are those that stay the same. So like a monthly recurring cost, like your lease, it's the same amount every month. Variable costs are those that differ each month. And so for me, a lot of that was inventory because obviously November and December when Christmas came, I ordered a lot more than I did in January when everyone was shopping sale items. You can also include some of your expenses like your lease, employee wages, insurance, so on from there, but you will get more in more depth in the operations section of your plan. So it's okay to have a lump sum. Monthly operations will be this much, renovations will be this much, marketing will be this much. The next thing you're gonna move to is the management team. So who's gonna run your business? Is it you? Or if it's not you, who is it? Are you gonna have a manager that you hire to do the day-to-day -day activities? Is it gonna be you? That's really important because it was me in my business that if it wasn't me, I better be able to tell someone that's going to give me money who it was and why they're qualified, which is also really important. Risk and opportunity. So really important here. You have to highlight the things that are potential risk to you. So who is or what, I guess, is your biggest risk? Is it finances? Is it staffing? Is it the environment? Maybe you're in agriculture. Your environment plays a huge role in your risks as well as your opportunity. So make sure that you list those out and also that you have ideas of how you can mitigate those risks and maximize the opportunity. Because people really want to make sure that you have thought this through and that you know how you can minimize all of your risk and really propel yourself on the opportunities. The financial summary. So I'm not going to lie. I have a business degree and I don't like finances. So this for me um, was a, a little bit harder to write because I wanted to know that I had the numbers down, down and that they were correct, but I don't like numbers. So if you're like me, get help. So if you don't know what you're doing or you're not sure, this is when you hire a professional, pay money to an accountant because it's critical that you have your finances in order. And if you can start out with your finances in order or you want to expand your current business and you're looking to receive money, the person that's going to give you the money wants to know that you've figured this all out. So obviously a really important thing is your break-even point. So how much money do you need to make in a day, week, month, whatever it is, just to pay your bills? This does not give you a profit. This is basically just covering your bills. 
So you need to know the cost of your goods sold. So that can be, for me, ordering inventory in, I knew exactly what it was. If you're manufacturing, you need to know all of the costs to input into that item so that you know what the cost of that item is. How much will it take you to operate? So on a monthly basis, how much money do you need? Obviously, once you know how much money you need, then you can start doing sales forecasts and projections because you need to know, can you cover these expenses and obviously make a profit? And my goal in my first year of business was to cover my expenses. I wasn't really thinking about a profit because I knew your first year is the hardest year. And I knew if I could get through my first year, I could make it. So make sure you include your rent or your lease, staff expenses, the cost of your product or service, any equipment that you need, things like internet, power, advertising, insurance, a loan repayment, taxes. Do not forget about taxes. You're collecting taxes from your customers. You have to pay those taxes back to the government. You also have to pay employee taxes too. So don't forget about that. And of course, a miscellaneous fund for things that come up that you're not prepared for or expenses that you've maybe forgotten about, but you have that extra money just in case. Obviously, your capital requirements. So how much do you need to get started? If you're doing renovations, you better talk to someone that's going to do your renovations and know if you need $20,000, $50,000, $100,000, whatever it is. And of course, like I just said, be sure to have a rainy day fund for the unknowns because they're going to happen and you need to have money so that you're not scrambling when you all of a sudden need money for something you didn't think about. You've got some set aside. I would really, really, really strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you do a worst case, expected case, and best case financial scenario. So your worst case would be you're not meeting your your break-even point or you're just meeting it, maybe. You're not making any additional money, but you're covering your costs. Expected would be that you're covering your costs, but you're also seeing a profit. And then best case scenario would be an increase in that profit. So you're, you're getting more money than you expected to get. Uh, your source of funds. So where's the money to start out with coming from? Or if you're expanding your business, do you have money set aside for that? Are you looking for money? Um, do you have a personal investment? So do you have money that you've set aside or you've saved to start? Are you going to get a loan, an investor? Don't forget about grants. There are tons and tons of government grants out there to help you that you get money and you don't have to pay it back. So you should definitely be looking into grants. And then, of course, the use of your funds. So how are you going to use the money? Do a breakdown of where that money will go, including your startup costs and your monthly expenses. So you really need to make sure that you lay out, I'm asking for this much money or I need this much money, and it's going to A, B, C, D. Renovations, inventory, marketing, whatever it happens to be.
A huge thank you to our sponsor, Just For You Day Spa and Wellness. Just For You is Canada's premier day spa with five locations in Alberta and Saskatchewan. The award-winning luxury spa features Leah Reese Cosmetics and iconic Betty Jewelry that you can also purchase online. Visit www.justforyoudayspa.com to book your service or to purchase a gift card. So the large overview of your business will help investors and financers get a grasp on your business and the research you've done. You cannot do too much research. I'm going to repeat that. You cannot do too much research. 77 pages of a business plan. The more you know, the better equipped you are, the better you are going to do. So after the executive summary, you need to give the reader or the person you're presenting to your business description. So it's really the meat and potatoes, all of the things that will occur in your business. This is where you will sell your idea. And so the more details you have, the better. Honestly, again, stressing this, do your research, include the details. It may seem like you have too much in there, but you don't. And I can tell you from doing this more than once, you're set up better when you do more research and when you know more and when you know more about the market and the your competitors and the things that could possibly go wrong or the things that could go right. The more you know, the better you're going to be. So the business description really is what is your goal, your mission statement, your vision? What are you trying to do? So my goal was to offer my city a shopping experience that had never been there before and brands that were unique and not offered at a lot of other stores. I wanted to stand out amongst all of the other stores and be the place to shop. So you have to tell people, what will you do or what will you sell? And remember that even if you have a product to sell, you're also selling an experience. And you may send something in the mail to a customer. When they open it, you want them to feel excited and special. So you need to think of how you can make that experience stand out from other businesses. I had a brick and mortar store. Every time a client or a customer came into my store, I wanted them to have an amazing feeling. So I wanted them to feel welcomed and feel special. And when they left, I wanted them to tell everybody about my store and spread the word because word of mouth is one of your best, 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 best marketing tools. And guess what? It's free. And I guarantee you word of mouth will be one of your biggest assets. So make sure that you give them the experience that they want to share with their friends and family. So for your business, what is unique or innovative about your business and idea? Do you offer something that customers have never had before? Where will you be located? Will you have a store, be online only, have multiple locations? This is really important, right? You have to set out where am I going to be and what am I doing and what's important to me? We're going to talk more about mission statement and vision. Um, It's very, very important 
that you have these defined and that you live them. And not only you live them, but your employees live them because that will make all the difference in your business. So after you've talked about your business, you want to talk about an industry overview. So what industry are you in? Are you retail? Are you a restaurant, a hair salon, technology, sports, manufacturing, construction, nonprofit? The list is long, really, really long, honestly, because there's so many industries. Um, But be sure to find where you fit in. So what space will you occupy? Is it saturated or untapped? So is there lots of businesses in this industry or is it rather new or just a few? How are you going to stand out? You must be unique and offer something that they can't get elsewhere. So really important here, do your research and use statistics to help illustrate potential in the industry. So if it's growing, say this industry is growing by this percentage a year in my area. Maybe it's shrinking. Maybe the market's shrinking, but you're offering something that is so unique that you still have a viable business. Or maybe you're creating the market, right? Maybe there is something that you're going to do that hasn't been done before. Next is the company description. So who are you and who is your company? Take this time to talk about yourself and why you're qualified to be the leader of this business. It's not bragging, it's stating facts. So you can put, I mean, not a resume in there, but your experience that you've had, your education that you have, training, things like that to tell somebody, this is why I'm qualified to have this business and do this job. And if it's not you that is going to be running the business, then talk about yourself as well as the person or people that are also going to be in the business. I mentioned the mission statement. So what are you setting out to do? And again, you must live this and your employees must live this. So mine at my store was to provide a shopping experience like no other that was inclusive of many sizes and made women feel as beautiful as they are. So I didn't care when somebody came into my store, what size they were, how much money they had, what their job was, didn't matter to me. I wanted them to feel special and to feel beautiful and put on that new outfit or get that new bag or jewelry and just feel like a million bucks, like my mom used to say. You could also include here some history. So why are you doing this? Did you see potential? I mean, I saw the potential in my city that we needed more stores that weren't around. So I made one. How did you come up with the idea? So did you solve a problem? Um, Did you see a need? What was it? Make sure you tell that story. And why are you motivated to do this? And it's probably not going to be money. You're probably not going to put here to be a millionaire. It's probably going to be more that I had this problem and I solved it for myself. I saw this problem and it's helping other people, whatever it might be. Be sure to include goals and objectives. So what are you setting out to do? Are you solving the problem? Are you inventing a new product 
or service? Are you helping people? Right? It's really important. And of course, your critical success factors. So what is necessary to succeed? Are you focused on quality, customer service, relationships, experience, uniqueness, to fill a void, to solve a problem? Again, this list is long and you might have numerous things on this list. I honestly had quality, customer service, relationships, experience, to fill a void. I had many on this list. So you're not just um, you're not just going to have one, likely. You're going to have a few. Then you're going to want to talk about company ownership. So are you a sole proprietor, a partnership? Who owns shares in your company? Are you giving away shares for finances? Really important that you know who the stakeholders in your company are and that you set this out. And also an exit strategy. So what if things go bad or don't work out? Do you have a safety net? Will you sell your business or bring a partner in if you need resources? So this is, it's hard to do because you're starting out a business or you're going to expand and you're now having to talk about what if things go wrong, but you need those contingency plans in place in the event that something does happen. I know that there is so much to think about when you're writing a business plan. And I hope that this little mini episode has guided you along the beginning of the business plan. So stay tuned to upcoming episodes where I'll dive into marketing and sales, finances, human resources, and more. We are just getting started. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode and be sure to follow us on social media to get more information on uh, the things I just talked about and to see when our new episodes launch. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Winning. Be sure to subscribe to get all of our new episodes. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to Winning. To catch all of the latest from us, you can follow Winning Podcast on Instagram at winning underscore podcast, Facebook at winning podcast, and on Twitter at winning pod. Winning was created and is produced by me, Mackenzie Kilshaw. Music created by Summer Furby. Editing by Seth Armstrong. Special thanks to Shauna Foster for voicing our opening. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.